Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. Is Lit Sis not fulfilling your weekly book-related needs? <gasps> I know. How dare you. So sad. If you're like Haley and I, then you love books, which means you love to read. And then sometimes podcasts are great, but it's not as great as reading. And if you want to be on the in with the people who you're listening to, aka us, us. you can reference our bookstagrams. At Maddie Reads a Lot is mine. And at Brook and Binding is mine. Or if you really want to know in-depth reviews, you can go to Haley's WordPress, which is brookandbinding.wordpress.com. Where I reference all the books that I personally read or talk about, my rating, the synopsis of the book, and why I gave it the stars that I did. But if you like to read but not that much, you can go to Maddie Reads a Lot, where I write one little sentence about the book that I read and a small rating. And... Also, keep enjoying LitSys. Yes, and share LitSys, share our bookstagrams, and just share the book love. You want to say words? Okay, thank you. Thank you, brother. If you didn't hear those two syllables, those actually meant in baby talk... Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So that was Haley's son, obviously. We were just discussing who should open the episode. And then we're going, well, right now we're on a walk, so you're joining us on a family walk. And I was like, what if brother opened? That would be so cute. So if you hear cars or animals or whatever, that's what's happening. We're bringing you into our real life. Also, you guys might think we call her son brother in order to, like, keep his name a secret. No, like, that's an actual thing that he is frequently called. <laughs> like, that's not just for you guys. Yeah. And, uh, oh, wow, that's a big truck coming. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, no, it's going Oh, it's going the other way. We're good, we're good, we're good. This is so, my neighborhood that I live in is in, like, a quiet little part of this rural town. And so, you don't, you don't see trucks or cars that much for that matter especially at, we're recording this very early in the morning so yeah, at this so time of day surprising usually it's like no one else is on the road but us and our my dog and that's about it mm-hmm. and the birds the birds and the but and anyway. any other animals so we are coming to you guys today and we were thinking about some of our favorite and least favorite tropes in reading. So, Haley, can you clarify what a trope is for anyone who just might not be aware? Yeah, so, like, when I say a trope, I'm thinking of, like, think of, like, a cliche, mm. like, like, um, something that, like, a cliche plot twist or a cliche, like, like storyline yeah. that you've heard. Like, like, one of the things that you can think about is, like, we just watched that movie, Isn't It Romantic? Mm-hmm. Which is so, like... It's the full main of character, The main character is making fun of all of the, like, romantic, like, um, cliches. Like, what I keep saying of, like, oh, you know, I am going to go and run and stop a wedding. Or, oh, I'm going to, like, we're going to have a karaoke dance party. Or, like, all these different things. Like, wait, a uh, makeover montage? Mm-hmm. Like, all these things that you think of, like, a classic... Rom- like romantic comedy 
that's like what the main character is actually like consciously aware of what's happening in the movie while she's there does that make sense or yeah that, that's a really it. good explanation i've seen that as well and there's definitely it's definitely full of cliches and different tropes like the one i keep thinking of is when she's like talking to one of the main characters and he's like call me and she's like i don't have your number okay. <laughs> and it's like she's like how would i call you i don't have your number and then he like does something silly and she's like i still can't figure out how to call you um, and so it, that's definitely a really good example of tropes. You can see tropes in plots. You can see character tropes, which is like making every character that is a main character in like a Lord of the Rings, whatever kind of thing, all be brave and or be making stupid decisions. Or is a lot of like um, dystopian yeah. main girls who are fighting, you know, and torn between shoot. two men that they love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, that's so that's kind of what we're talking about when we're talking about tropes. So today we're gonna unpack some of our favorite tropes and some of our unfavorite tropes. And we have maybe like two or three in our heads already that we'd like to talk about, but we really just wanted to see where the conversation was gonna take us. And so who knows if we're gonna even hit all the ones that we actually like. Mm-hmm. But we just thought it'd be fun to have a little conversation and, and see which ones come to mind as we go along. Yeah, because sometimes it lets us can be a little bit uh written out it can be a little bit like we're gonna say this and then we're gonna say this and then we're gonna talk about that and then sometimes like today we're just like you know what let's just see where the conversation leads us because we initially started this podcast because we were just having these winding conversations about various instances about books so today we're gonna kind of try and do that yes so so the first trope that i would like to talk about is a one that i actually really like um and you um just said it you brought it up is um hate to love oh so that is something that i haven't read like a ton of but i actually love them every time i read them because they just are so entertaining and you can just like feel the like anger and the fumes like flames flames on the side of my face (laughs) Um, you get bonus points if you understand that reference um so i think that's so interesting because as they because they try not to explain what hate to love is so what it is is like two main characters that hate each other or have had an instance in their life where they have created tension or they have you know had a falling out or something like that and then later on or maybe they're like co-workers and they like are on opposite sides of like a deal and it's like oh you're my competition or you're my enemy or or whatever and uh and then eventually they kind of start to be charmed by the other person and they're like wait a sec i'm supposed to hate you why am i thinking you look so cute right now i can't focus on that you know like no i gotta focus on my mission or whatever and uh eventually they start to soften and they actually admit their feelings for one another and it's a lot of almost always but not always reciprocated and then it's like yay we actually like each other but sometimes it has to stay a secret so that's fun too yeah i have to bounce back on that i love it so much um i think hate to love is amazing um purely because i love the idea of i'm not a huge conflict person i would much rather have like really good relationships with everybody um and only conflict when i need to and so, like, I love the fact that, like, these characters who absolutely hate them, hate each other, then can learn to overcome their differences and actually learn to like or love one another. To me, it's just such a beautiful example of how we, as a society, can overcome all of our differences and work together amicably mm-hmm. and be 
be totally fine with one this, another. Because it really starts as like just like maybe one thing mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, I kind of don't hate that one thing about the yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then it like, just kind of comes like, then it just kind of it's like it's like a like a little like oh like here's an example. I can't like think of something where this has happened for exa- like a book, but like imagine like two people that really really hate each other, and then one of them notices the other person is like really kind to like a little kid, mm-hmm. like plays really well with their nieces and nephews. Yeah. Like when you see a character that you hate playing with little kids, it's hard to not be like that. Kind of happens though in Renegades. That the book does. We just read mm-hmm. where there's so I think didn't we talk about Renegades last? Did we talk about it last week? I think we were talking about that we were starting it, but that we hadn't finished it. So, if you guys didn't catch last week, Renegades is a book series by Marissa Meyer. It's think think like Marvel World, where there's like, Mm -hmm. the superheroes are like in charge, and they're like, they're like the security and military and all the positive things in the world. And then there's like these underground evil villains who also have superpowers. And so this villain girl who was raised in the villain world... <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Villain girl raised in a villain world. Also she took the midnight. If you, right. <laughs> if you don't get that reference, it's okay. How old are you? Um. Anyway, so she gets the opportunity to like infiltrate the superheroes and pretend to be a superhero while she's trying to like take them down from the inside. And she gets teamed up with this guy that is like her team leader. And she's supposed to like hate everybody and him especially. And they go on this mission together. And he like is interacting with these kids and making them balloon animals and all these things. And she like just softens up a little bit. And you're like, oh, it's so cute. Super adorable. Um, So that's a really good example of how the hate to love kind of transitions. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this, Haley, and you're not going to like it. But that's why I'm a big fan of the prospect and the possibility of Draco and Hermione as a couple is this hate to love. Obviously, it doesn't exist in the canonical world. However, I've read so many fan fictions where it's like little things like that where they're like, they're like, oh, like I didn't even realize that you had this actual good human quality in you. But couldn't that be more like hate to friend or hate to accept? It's like hate. I actually like literally sent you something on Pinterest about this. But it was like, it's like this long like post. It's like, I like enemies to lovers, not like, but not like enemies to lovers. I mean like enemies to like, like begrudgingly having to work together and then understanding that you have other things that are good and then possibly becoming friends and friends that just kind of want to be around each other all the time and then blah, blah, blah. And then lovers. And it's not just like a complete 180. But it's like, it is that progressive stage. And like I said, it's about, to me, it shows the redemption of humans Mm -hmm. and how we can overcome our differences. And which I think is beautiful, which is why I support the Dramini world. Okay. Well, since we just talked about a trope that we like, do you want to talk about a trope that you dislike? Because I feel like you immediately were like, oh, I've got like two or three. I already know that I don't like. And we, I agree with some of them too. So yeah. So I'll bring up the trope that when we were discussing this, I'll bring up the trope that I really dislike, and then Haley brought up one that's pretty similar, and I'm sure she'll want to mention it. But to me, there's this very, very specific trope that I absolutely dislike. And I know that it's based on reality. I know that this is true because I'm, I know that this is common and it happens. However, I just hate it being written about. And I get to a book, and when I know that a character like has this profession, and especially if they're a male, I just, I'm like, mm, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. But my biggest, I think one of my biggest hates in a book is when there is a, specifically a male character who is a professor at like a university who then has an affair 
with like a teaching assistant or a grad assistant or anyone who's supposed to be like also count as like maybe just a male that's in like a high power and then like someone who's like his secretary or someone who works for him yeah that that kind of like yeah you could you kind of do an umbrella of that yes but i'm also just really against the specific professor and ta thing (laughs) like that is like like i like it wouldn't bother me as much if it's like i mean it's still not appropriate but like the boss of a restaurant and one of the waitresses or whatever like but for me, it's specifically when there's, like, a professor who dates their TA because it happens or has, like, a secret affair with their TA because it happens literally so often in books I want to gouge my eyes out. I just want a professor who is a normal person or you get characters who the main character is, the girl TA, who then gets hit on by a male professor. Yeah. I'm just super annoyed. Example. Uh, what's the freaking movie called? Legally Blonde happens in that. Oh, yeah. Literally happens in. Um, I'm pretty sure it happens in. Um, doesn't it happen in uh, everything I never told you. Uh, I think so. Happens in a book by Celeste Ng. I'm just angry about it. Yeah. It's like one of my biggest, biggest pet peeve tropes. Do not like it at all. Pisses me off. I get so upset. I just want. I, and, and you know what it is? The TAs are always, like, super slutty, yeah. who are, like, super attractive and, like, pretty. And they shouldn't be pretty because they're smart, you know? And it just bugs the crap out of me. And, like, I just want a well-written book where the character is a professor at a university, male or female, and is just normal. <laughs> I want them to be the normal ones with their heads screwed on right. I think the problem is, for me, is, like, when you see a character that is... Maybe in like a higher up or they and they have someone of the opposite gender, most usually as like their inferior, like my mind immediately goes to, oh, they might have a have a thing. It's very true. I mean, yeah. I mean, anytime you see a character. Well, it's like I just don't like the fact that I just don't like the fact that like the assumption now, like there's a few times like. There's, like, this happened to me a few times, but, like, there are times where I'm reading a book and there's, like, this assumption that comes to my mind of, like, oh, these two people are really close friends. What if they get together? Or, like, oh, what if they, you know, X, Y, Z. And that is just kind of frustrating because I wish I was back in the times where I wasn't thinking about that. Like, I feel like that trope has happened so much where it's, like, I wish I could just take a book as it is and it'd be okay that there are, like, people that are just friends like why does everyone just have to get together why does there have to be a sexual tension all the time why and then it's always like i'm on the edge of my seat waiting for like there to be a kiss or something and then when it doesn't happen i'm like oh thank goodness like i like actually sigh a breath of like a relief of like oh i'm actually glad that that didn't go the way that i was like anticipating it going just from all the other books that i've read so i i will say there's one exception to the professor ta thing where i don't find it to be a an annoying trope and that is only when it is like a male professor and a male ta or a female professor and a female ta because i think that's just very unexpected mm. that doesn't happen very often so you're like oh it's a male professor and a male ta it's definitely not going to happen and then it happens and you're like hey that was definitely not what i expected to happen mm-hmm. and so that's the only time that i could actually say like it doesn't bother me but like truly the amount of times that it occurs in tv and movies and books i would be such a rich person 
the amount of times I've read it. It's just, uh, okay, your turn. Gosh, okay, now I feel like we should talk about something like a good one now because... I, I just thought of another trope I hate. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get back we'll to get your hate in a second. Um, yeah, so tropes that we like. We talked about the hate to love. Um, man, I would say one of my favorite tropes, which is going to be controversial, is what is called the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Have you heard of this? I probably have, but I don't think I've heard those words before. People in the literature world hate the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And I will just give, like, a quick example. It's the, it's the Margot in Paper Towns. Okay. So Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a girl who is in a boy's life, usually a coming-of-age story, who then changes his life. So, like, it's, it's like this dream girl who can do no wrong, who then helps the, a guy to kind of come of age not because of any other situation it's just purely because he knows this girl who's perfect mm-hmm. that's the manic pixie dream girl i'm actually not super against it because i've seen you know you see stuff like this happen in real life where people have really impactful relationships whether it be romantic or not and manic pixie dream girl doesn't have to be romantic and then it does change people's lives i mean human relationships and interactions change people's lives all the time i think the issue people have with it is that these girls are toted around as perfect or kind of quirky in a beautiful cute way and I think that's why people have issues with it but for me I actually really enjoy it because I like to see characters go through growth regardless whether it's because of a specific person or an event does that make sense yeah it makes sense I definitely don't mind that trope but that's not something that I would immediately think of as a trope like that's not that's not one that has come to my mind like even that idea hasn't come to my mind just even in this conversation so yeah i i i understand where you're coming from i like that it also makes me think of the goldfinch with um theo and um this girl pippa she goes through the same like situation that theo does i don't know if you guys have read it we've recently read it or maddie's working on it right now but um, it's like there's this shared connection and so he feels closer to her than they actually are and he like kind of yeah has these dreams about them being together and stuff when she actually is like just living her best life and has yep. no idea really that he views her that way yeah like there's like a there's like a right in the beginning of the book like when he first meets her he just like sees her he like talks about how many times he's like seeing people in new york and has just like made up ideas of who their lives are like who they are what their lives are about and then like thinks about them for forever like and then he's literally there's a part like in the book where he's talking about pippa and he's like and then one day maybe we'll be together and i or like or after six years we won't be together and i'll tell my grandkids yes there was one girl that i never there was never a month where i didn't think about her and that is 100 percent there's a great example of a manic pixie dream girl yeah yeah that's definitely Thanks for the compliment. I like that one. I'm not against it. I think, I think just in the circles I've ran in on the internet and in just literature as well, people just can get annoyed with that trope, and I like it personally. Well, let me talk about a trope that I don't like, and it's fairly similar to the one that you had just mentioned. It's a bigger umbrella, correct? Yes, a bit bigger umbrella. Well, I have. I kind of want to like do two. I kind of want to backtrack to the one that you okay, feel free. talked about a little bit, and then add my own okay so another trope that i do not like is when 
there's like secret affairs that happen Mm -hmm. mostly i mean okay i don't really care if it's like someone's cheating when they're just dating which what we had talked about a little bit ago but it's like when it's like a married couple and like the wife finds an earring in a pocket or something like that and then it's like the wife is like overanalyzing everything like oh my gosh where did he get this what's going on so um, a missing earring is such such a stereotypical cliche trope yeah that is for sure stuff like that and so it's like that unless i'm reading like a really good thriller and then in the end it's like i've planted all of this like there's one like mastermind character that like did all of it and i'm like that's awesome but if it's like this i don't like okay a a normal fiction book yeah and a character finds it and you know what's about to go down yeah i do not like that also the the like i think a lot of people could say this but like the pedophilia stuff cannot handle that like i okay so let me just say really quick recently read a book with some pedophilia stuff which is why Haley is super against it currently and yes there's there's a yeah i don't want to say anything else because anyway (laughs) oh so okay go away mad for a second a book that i'm reading right now that maddie hasn't read yet also has levels of this that's why it's also on my mind okay come back okay i had to close my ear holes for some reason anyway so i think that in itself is not my favorite it is i mean i don't think anyone likes that but it's just gross and irritating and anyway i don't want to talk about that anymore but it's one i don't like and i feel like i've seen it a few times anyway Specifically, but the affair thing we had talked about before the episode. Yeah. And I made an amendum to the idea of not liking the affair. I don't like it when you're in the perspective of the married person having an affair with someone. It doesn't bother me as much if you're in the perspective of a single person having an affair with a married person. How do you feel like like if you're in the perspective of the actual cheater or the one who's being cheated on? Which one? Oh, man. I think I would just prefer the perspective of the person who's being cheated on Mm -hmm. just because I hate being in the mindset of a cheater. This is why I can't watch like the last 20 minutes of the movie the last five years because one of the characters becomes a cheater and you get to see it from that mindset and I hate it. I think it's disgusting. I think it's gross. I don't think it's ever okay. I understand it needs to happen in certain books for the plot reason, but it's still not my favorite thing ever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's why, I mean, I think a lot of people can get behind those tropes. It's not something that you want to see. Um, I think we know, I mean, these tropes are all coming from people, like things that actually happen in real life. And it's like, oh, I just wish, I wish that we could all get along. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just, you know, you just always want why the best situation. Be Man, we've got so many references in I the know. film. I know. Oh but, gosh. Um, oh gosh. Um, so I, so those are some that I just off the top of my head, I feel like everyone can rally around of like, Hey, that's not okay. So, I mean, if you're okay with people cheating, then that's, I don't know. Like, I guess there's probably some people out there who are like to each their own, regardless of the situation. But I think you made a promise, you made a vow. Don't, don't, don't mess around in my opinion. Okay, so do you have a trope that you like? Because I keep thinking of ones I don't like. I know, so me too. I have another one that I don't like, and it's very specific. And I, I have another one that I don't like, too. Oh, my gosh. Should we just keep... We said we'll just let it roll. Okay. Let's just get these out of our system so then we can talk about positive things. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've talked but about... Let's not, like, 
Let's not like rant. Let's just maybe get them out and explain them and then move on. Okay. I'm not going to rant about this one because this is actually, this could be very offensive. Um, I've talked about this one before. I feel like you know where I'm coming with this. I don't know. I'm one of my now. One of my least favorite tropes ever, which I know it's a cultural thing. It is something that happens so much, but like... I just hate having to like get a, get into a book where I'm like, man, this is gonna be so good, and then it starts to set up the scene, and I'm like, frick, it's gonna happen again. It's oh, gonna happen again. Yes, you yes. know what I'm talking about. I do. But it's <laughs> when I read books that are from like Middle Eastern countries, um, like I've read several books who are from like in Afghanistan or um, Lebanon or like um, um, or Palestine, like characters from those areas, and then there's always, 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 I know that this happens. I know that this happens and it's a part of life and they, and people write it in because that's part of their experience. But like, obviously there's a lot of arranged marriages that are written about. And a lot of this is very much women empowerment of, this is a book about a woman who was forced into the situation and then how she made the best out of it, which is awesome. And I love that. And I'm not tired of that. What I'm tired of is the women who are in these arranged marriages, not tired of that. But who then have get married and then have the wedding night described. And I hate it so much because there's always this mention of blood on the sheet and like the the man that they're married to is awful, which I'm sure is like so, so true and is very, very common. But to me, I'm just so tired of reading every book and them feeling like they need to just insert that little detail, especially like the blood on the sheet, because one, not always factually happens just saying doesn't always happen for people and then two I'm just I'm just tired of it like every single book that I've ever read like I'm not even lying to you every single book that I've read that has it it stems from this culture it's obviously written from people by people from that area um from those various countries which obviously are very different but are all kind of under um similar practices I just get so so tired of reading it because I just want it to be focusing on the character themselves. And I just don't, I'm not, every, every single author just feels the need to insert this as if nobody knows that this happens. And I don't know, I just get so tired of it. Like, I literally, like, love those books and, like, they mean the world to me. Um, and I especially love reading, like, Khaled Hosseini. His books are one of my favorites. However, they also have this trope in them. And so I always have to just be like, oh, I'm just going to get over that little hump. And then read the rest of this amazing book. Because to me, I'm just super duper tired of it. Um, and I think that's just because I've read it a thousand times. Valid. It's very valid. Okay, what's one that you hate? Well, I've decided to go with one that I what I, that I actually like oh, instead. Wow, I know. I know. So, one thing that I actually like, a trope that I really like, which is so for sure cliche, is what I kind of mentioned earlier, is the dystopian... Um, like female lead YA books where it's like a fantasy world kind of and it's like she either is coming from like a poor area and like gets kind of connected with some rich stuff or there's like she has a secret power or like something like that where it's like I don't know I just love having a good strong female lead voice in YA books Um, I love the she she like everyone out like for example red queen um she has a like she has power but she's not supposed to have power and what is all that about and like stuff like that like that is just so interesting to me and i know that that is like 
let me think like hunger games like stuff like that divergent all of these different like um oh what's the snow like ashes like stuff like that where it's like very creative world building with a strong female lead that she has to go through she's not always like stuck doesn't always have like a romantic lead sometimes it, a lot of times is that like triangle love triangle thing i do not like yeah you don't like that which it's not my favorite thing but i think it is interesting when it's like she kind of like fancies one person and then the other person fancies her so it's like kind of like a circle instead of like she being torn between the two um and then obviously people like in the end you always there's like always a couple that you like really want to cheer for but it's just so fun it's so fun to rally behind stuff like that like i mean showing my age twilight everybody it was a huge thing where it was like are you team edward or team jacob and it like was this huge deal and it was so fun and uh team edward always You don't like that choice? You've not even read the books. Oh my word. Mom was a Team Jacob fan. I know. And not to spoil the ending, but one of you was right. <laughs> that's true. So anyway, that's one that I actually really enjoy. Like, the strong female lead in a dystopian world with some form of something that makes her special. Yeah. I really like that. And for me, it's one, it's, it's one I think is overdone a lot. Um, I'm not against it. And I do really... Some of my favorite like dystopian so trilogy books this is a neutral okay. um some of my favorite books are have this trope and it's totally fine however i i do enjoy a change of scenery like i really enjoy i do enjoy seeing things from a male perspective in books i like to re- write in the male perspective a lot of my books my favorite characters are my male characters yeah, but that's you because a lot of male Unless, like, the books have a main female and a main male that you're in but, both minds. But you'll but you often start in the female's yeah, mind. Yeah, you don't always have a straight-up male. Like, Harry Potter's always male. Yeah. Here's my, here's my thing. I think the only books that I can think of, and I, the only book I can think of that is, like, more of a modern dystopian that's from a male perspective is The Maze Runner. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. That is the only one I can think of. I can't really think of anymore. Obviously, we don't read that many. But, like, even from, like, reading descriptions of books that are in this genre so are you saying it's a lot like, of them are female are you saying it's a neutral that it is a female like you you're okay that it's a female but you're not like in love that it's a female yeah yeah yeah. i'm okay that it's a female i'm not in love with it's a female just because it's so overdone overdone yeah like, yeah yeah i agree with you mm-hmm. that's why i said it's like a pretty like it's pretty common one so yeah it is pretty common um and i think because it is so common I can get pretty tired of it, but I'm never going to, like, turn a book away because it's a female yeah, perspective. Sure. I'm not, like, I'm obviously a lady and I love females. Um, I mean, not, like, that way. You know, you know, yeah. I, I'm a female, female champion. Um, however, I just think for me, like, but, I, I mean, if the book is in a male perspective, I'm not, like, oh, yes, I'm more interested in this one. Yeah. It's very neutral for me, but I just would say I enjoy the change of pace when it is a guy perspective because, and I, and I, and I think about this all the time, but I think... In literature, men are a lot more neutral of characters than women, mm-hmm. just because I think female characters depicted in TV and movies and just in our culture are often expected to have some sort of romantic interest, and the guys aren't. Yeah, that's true. And so sometimes when I just truly want a really good plot that's not necessarily about romance on the side as well, mm-hmm. I like to see a male perspective. However, there are some books that I really want to see a female perspective, and some books that are truly about love, where like, that's all it's really about like 
um, like the selection series yeah. that has some stuff on the side, but it's more about the love story. And I'm totally rooting for that. I just think for me, I just think it just kind of gets overdone a little bit sometimes. Okay, so what about tropes in like the thriller genre? Because we read a Ooh, lot of thrillers. Yes. So something that I love, like a trope that I seriously love, is when you have like a final twist at the end. Kind of like what I was saying. Like mm. there's like a mastermind that you don't realize is actually the mastermind, and then they like reveal everything at the very end, and you're like, <gasps> like yeah, that's so uh, fun. yeah. Like when it's like when you're hanging on to like the literal like last the word, last, yeah, the last sentence. You're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. Like I feel like the book I'm reading right now, A Good Marriage. Um, I can't remember who it's by right now, um, but anyway, <laughs> she. Uh, I just keep reading it like. I've started to become that person where, like I said, I I used to be able to read a thriller and take it as it comes, but I've started to read thrillers and try to see all the different perspectives of Mm. where this could go. Like, okay, is this person the mastermind? Or, okay, maybe she's actually the same person. Or maybe, ooh, maybe that's a pretend character. Maybe that's, like, a person in their mind. Or, like, I'm, like, trying to, like, take all of the tropes I've ever read in thrillers and I, like, kind of go through, like, a checklist. Is it this? No. Is it this? Maybe it's this. I don't know if it's this one. And I try to, like, figure it out. And then when... So that maybe is why I get kind of disappointed because when it's I like actually figure it out... It's like, you have a better idea. I, yeah, no, no. Because when I actually figure it out, I'm like, uh. oh, I knew it. Oh, <laughs> I'm gosh. like, I wasn't surprised because I went through that checklist in my head. That's fair. But I don't know. That's just what I was thinking of right now with okay. the book I'm reading. I think one of my favorite tropes is an unreliable narrator. Ooh, I love that. I love that. And I also love when you don't know they're unreliable. Yes. We read a book recently um, that I'm not going to give the name away, but it was, it, we definitely thought it was going one way because of the character's perspective. And then you find out that the character is actually very unreliable, but they don't know they're unreliable. And mm-hmm. so like they think that they have it all figured out and that's not actually what's happening in reality. And what that is. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now she, now she. I haven't read that recently. That's been like months. Okay, whatever. In like January, we read that book. Okay, fine, whatever. Within this year, we read it. But that's a really good example. We could just say what the book is called without giving away. No, no, we can't. Uh, It would ruin it. Um, For another example of a really good. Look look back at our. Look back at our. Just read all the thrillers we've read this year and you'll find it. Um, Another thrillers in January. Yeah. Another thing that I really, really love. Well, another book that has a really good unreliable narrator is Girl on the Train. I was thinking that. But that is a very, it's very obviously an unreliable narrator because she's an alcoholic and is drunk a lot. Also, I know you don't like it, but Woman in the Window. (sighs) Yes, I do like Woman in the Window. She is. Not necessarily an unreliable narrator. She has seen. She is seen as an unreliable. Character. She is seen as an unreliable person. She's not actually, but yeah, she is seen as one. Where is she? <laughs> um, no, I I really love that because it just it you you rely oh well on the narrator to provide you the story, and so when the narrator is not actually giving you the story, I think that that's so interesting. And then, and then also, like every thriller. There is a very, very, you, with every thriller, you either get one, a very good outcome and what you are happy with, or a very bad outcome and something that you're not happy with. And I think that recent thrillers that I've read have had these, like, outcomes that I'm not super thrilled about. Like, they have too many twists, or the twist I don't like, or the way that they resolve the quote-unquote bad character is not my favorite. But I would say, probably if I'm going to specify a trope that I dislike... 
it would be like if it truly is the spouse you know like when you're or if it's true if it's actually if it's actually one of i think what happens so often is people choose the person that's less likely to do it and is the person that does it because they're like hiding a true identity and that's interesting and all so my mom and I were like, I think we were like watching a movie or something recently and we were trying to figure out who done it kind of thing. And she was like, it's going to be this character. So it's always the least likely character. And it really brought my, that to my attention. That's like, oh yeah, people do that really often. Mm-hmm. Like they make it the least likely character. Yeah, for sure. And I think you need to have a healthy medium of a healthy, like in between of not the least likely, but not the most likely character. Because yeah. those are going to be the two most suspected. Because we read a book recently as well where it was, like, the most, like, the best ending that could possibly have happened for everybody in the situation happened. So, in a way, it kind of reminds me of um, an Agatha Christie that we read where um, every almost everyone could benefit from this one person dying. Mm-hmm. And that ended up happening. Yeah. And, but it wasn't as good as Agatha Christie's. No, Agatha Christie's was great because... <laughs> there was actually a reveal. Mm-hmm. And this one, everything still kept secret. Yeah, and, like, there was no... Multiple narrators, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there was just no... There was no resolution that was, like, justice mm-hmm. served. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of bugged me. Um, so, yeah, I think those are some really good thriller tropes. Yeah. Can you think of any more? Do you have any? You've got a lot to say right now. Yeah, he's very talkative this morning. Um, yeah, do you have one, brother? Yeah. Yes. What one? Can you tell us? He's just giving me a weird look. Okay. Um, I bet as soon as we end recording, I'm going to think of like seven more. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, I think those are some pretty good ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I could think of much more. Um, I think we hit some good topics, dystopian, general fiction, romance. romance, thriller. If you guys have any character tropes or plot twists or anything that you get tired of or that is your absolute favorite and you're never getting tired of, please let us know because I just think it's really interesting to share. So before we sign off, Haley, what are you reading today? What are you reading right now? I'm reading A Good Marriage by a person I can't remember their name. And it's good. It's, it's okay. Let me just say this. Oh, my gosh. This book, people have been raving about online. Um, it's like, it was a book of the month selection. I really, I like it. But p- the way people have been talking about it is like, not going to be able to put it down. Like, you don't want to start it at nighttime because you're not going to want to f- put it down till you finish it like stuff like that and that that has not been my experience like I'm like this is good but I'm not like oh my gosh this is amazing like I I don't know so unless again this is the book I'm like going through all the tropes in my head where I'm like oh maybe this is the twist that everyone's loving and I'm you know maybe this is something that like I'm trying to figure out of like um like for example going through that checklist of like, I'm reading the, I'm reading the book, I'm reading, um, through it and thinking, oh, maybe this is, maybe this is what it's going to be. And that's why everyone's in love with it. Or maybe this is what's going to be. And everyone's in love with it. You've read so many thrillers. Yeah. But so far, nothing has really been revealed. I told Maddie earlier, I've only had one, like, (gasps) 
like, aha, like, oh, I didn't see that coming moment. But besides that, honestly, I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes. So, uh, Maddie, wherever you are, she's behind me. Yeah, she's behind me. I know. So, Maddie, what is the book you are reading right now? It was briefly mentioned earlier, but I'm reading Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, which is the second time I've read it um, in a year. So I read it the first time last June. So it's still really interesting. There's still some things that I've kind of forgotten, but I do remember like the main plot points. Um, and it's really good. I'm trying to finish it by tomorrow. So I have kind of a I keep saying I have like a quota of pages to read every day and that tends to happen at the end of the month where I'm trying to fit in a couple more extra books um, and so I read them a little bit quicker and it's not necessarily that I read them any quicker than I would have but it's more like I motivate myself like saying like Maddie you have to finish it this page by today instead of when I read it for more leisurely I don't really do that I just like read as much as I can or as much as I want to in a day so I did put a little bit more pressure on myself but I think it's just been a really good experience reading the book again. That's awesome. I liked it. Like I said, I just recently read it. So I, and that was my first time reading it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a really good book. So again, if you have any tropes that you want to mention or you think that we totally missed a really obvious one, let us know. Um, always reach out to us on our Instagrams, or you can send us a little audio here on Anchor. Um, yeah, and that's all. Thanks for joining us on our walk today. Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages.